You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach him how to fish, feed for a lifetime. And so what we're trying to do in the football sense is try to feed people for a lifetime. It's hard to do that when people are throwing all kinds of big fish at, 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 the, at young people who are still trying to figure out life out. A lot of the young kids don't even know how taxes work yet. You know, that's a great way to introduce them to adulthood is like, hey, here's taxes. That's not your check that you thought you were going to make. Hey, now it's cracking. Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast, where I have an awesome conversation on deck for episode 273 this week, because this week I'm joined by a jungle mainstay. Starting this fall as well, a Power 5 head football coach because my guest today is BYU Cougars head football coach Kalani Satake. Kalani is heading into his eighth season in Provo and in his first season in the Big 12. He is 56-34 and 34 as a head coach. His Cougars were 11-1 in 2020. He has been sending players to the NFL in bunches. And as you're about to hear, he is just a great dude to chop it up with. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. It is episode number 273 with BYU head football coach Kalani Satake. And it's coming at you right now. It is absolutely awesome to have you on the pod so we can chop it up long form. Really appreciate you making time for it. How are things? How are you feeling? Doing great. Just, you know, football right around the corner. So I'm, I'm, that means, uh, you know, our time's almost come. The, the, all the all the uh, training, the offseason stuff's going to pay off. And and uh, it gets that way for coaches, too. I know everybody focuses on the players, but coaches are just excited about getting to football as soon as possible. And that's that means that uh, right now, summertime, let's get some time with the family and then get right back to ball. I get that. Now, the good thing about this, not only is football right around the corner, but it's an enormous week for the program. In fact, it's been deemed big week, quote unquote, for all the festivities which are leading up to the program, officially becoming a member of the Big 12 Conference this Saturday. What has big week been like? How has it gone? It's been awesome. I mean, the fans are just loving it and the um you know, I've said this before that that our our, our program we're really excited. The players are really excited, and coaches, everybody's excited about this administration. But the fans are the key to it. We 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 have an amazing fan base, and they've been uh, awesome for for so long. When you're looking at the, the the tradition at BYU, especially with football, the fans are the key to it, and they're the ones that make it work. So it's almost like for me, being a fan, growing up a fan, it's it's like this is a dream come true for all of them. And I'm just excited. You see, all the energy that the fans are coming with, and I'm looking forward to having that be an advantage for us in the season. You know, I'm going to talk to you about the conference and the football fit in a minute, but you mentioned the fans. What about that fan base? In your mind, what makes the fan base so unique, so different? What do you appreciate appreciate about them the most? Well, they love football, and they and they know football, so they have a high football IQ. And and most of these, uh, the the you know, the fan base grew up in, in watching. BYU football and watching BYU sports so uh you know they're they're basically trained from mom and dad since they're young to, to follow this team and and uh to, to know the team and appreciate them and then get involved and, and so the passion the excitement the energy is, is it's a family thing so uh you know we, we we've had a we've had a great time I've had a, an unbelievable life growing up a BYU fan uh you know and and uh I mean we won the national championship when I was nine so that was a lot of fun and 
throughout that time, seeing all the legends that have come through and played here and gone on and played through in the league, most of them being quarterbacks, it's been such a, an awesome journey as a fan. I know the fans have their, their own personal stories, and I'm just excited that they have more op- opportunities now to see different venues and be around some really good teams in the Big 12. All right, so I'm glad you mentioned the quarterbacks because, I mean, going to the Big 12 is such an awesome, awesome opportunity for the program. When you think about the Big 12, you think about the high-powered offenses. BYU is renowned for their history of outstanding quarterbacks, going back to Jim McMahon, Steve Young, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you see your program making that transition to the conference from a perspective, a quote, of a quote, football fit? Yeah, I, I think the key is, you know, Football, people think of offense first, and so I, I know that uh, uh, being in the system, running running this offense under Norm Chow and Lavelle Edwards when I was a player, and seeing it um, produce so many different stats, like you just mentioned, some a couple of the, the legends that have played here, um, you know, even even knowing that Mike Leach and all those that the Air Raid has a foundation that comes from this offense, uh, there's a lot of history, a lot of a lot of tradition going into it, but. Seeing it uh, and being being the owners of it now and being basically the ones that are driving the ship, uh, I think it's important for us to try to put the numbers up there. And and, and then you're going to a conference. I, I remember back in the day, you remember, it wasn't that long ago that nobody was in the shotgun. Maybe it was a, a few teams that did it and they only did it on third down. Now it's just like the it's completely flipped where everybody's in the shotgun and uh, not as many as, as under center. So that's, that's kind of where the game's gone. And, and uh, this conference... High-powered offense, but but you have to realize that when there's high-powered offense, the defenses aren't bad either. And uh, well-coached teams. I've been really impressed meeting all the coaches in the conference and in, in, in the meetings that we've had, and my interactions with them. And uh, well-coached teams, and then and also passionate fan bases. I just I'm really excited to to be a part of it and be be in the mix, you know. And uh, it just it just changes football a little bit for us. I love that we're in a conference now after the years of being an independent and. Uh, just really looking forward to the 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 newness of it, but also uh, feeling like we belong, and and I think we we belong, and and we fit in so many different ways. A fan base being one of them. All right, so that's great right there. So you feel like you belong. I mean, do you expect there to be any kind of period of transition, or do you expect to go in there and do some immediate damage in your first year in that conference? That's the great thing about ex- expectations is that. Um, uh, nobody has higher expectations than me. You know, I don't know if I want to make them public, but uh, we all have high expectations of ourselves, and I, I definitely do as a head coach. Um, but I also want to meet the expectations of our fans. And and uh, right now, the thing that I can control is getting our team to make sure that we play our best, the 12 opportunities that we're given. And uh, if we do it right, then we'll earn more opportunities to play again in the season. So that's my, that's my focus. But you're looking at the... Um, you know the, the the opportunities, but there's also there's going to be some transition. That's part of life. That's whenever you're making change. Uh, I was I was at Utah when we went from the Mountain West to the Pac-12, and so so was all our, our so was our offense coordinator and our defensive coordinator. So uh, we went through that transition. We co- we went through that whole the 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 movement from a, a, a Mountain West to 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 the Pac-12, and and then now we're here. There's a lot of similarities. The difference is we're at a private school compared to a state school, but uh, there's a lot of similarities, but there are also some differences uh, with the with the teams that are involved. But the foundation of that transition, I think, we're learning from it, and, and it was good being a first, you know, going through it the first time. It's kind of like being a parent when you first have your first child. It, it's always different. You, there's a lot of things that you didn't expect, and so now going into it again, I think there's some things that we know we 
probably made too much of an emphasis that we could we don't have to worry about and then there's some things that we probably didn't that we didn't didn't understand and now we we know that those are going to be issues so that's that's the thing that we're going into i think we feel a little bit more comfortable going into a second time and uh hopefully it works it works out well for us that makes sense to me you know you mentioned a couple of things number one expectations and that nobody's going to want this or have higher expectations for the group than you and then of course control things you can control and things you can't control do you get the sense and again this goes back to expectations and what you can and cannot control but do you get the sense that outside the facility there is skepticism as to how the cougars will do in their first year or two and because of that do you and the players have a little something maybe for the non-believers uh i think that's i mean listen the the uh uh, I don't do things, and 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 the way I try to lead this program, and the way we try, to, the way I learned from Lavelle, is that I'm not worried about proving people wrong as much as I'm trying to prove us right, you know. And, and so I know that that there's 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 a saying that people they they they, they you either love to win or you hate losing, whichever whichever one doesn't matter the motivation. To me, it's like I I just love to compete, and so the byproduct and the result will work out in your favor if if you're focused on trying to get better and going through all the nobody's undefeated in life you know what i mean so you have two choices you can either uh you know try to win and then and then hopefully you win enough that you learn but or you can just try to win and learn at the same time and that's the focus for me is that we want to meet expectations first of all the expectations of our fans every fan base wants their team to win um so do we and we want to but i, I also want our players and our and our program to understand that that they that there's there's one thing one thing is to have um, expectations of fans. There's another thing not to have no fans. So um, be be grateful and and thankful that you have fans that care, and then try to do everything you can to meet their expectations. I know one thing when when we all win, everybody's happy. So uh, that that's but the the emphasis can't be just win only and win at all costs. It's got to be do things the right way, handle all the small details, get your yourself in a position where the success will come. And then if for some reason you run into adversity, you learn from it and, and learn as much as you can from those lessons so that you increase your chances of winning again. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef very seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. Next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? I think this is all great wisdom, and I agree with you. Like, you want to love the process. You want to love to compete. You want to love to do the work. You want to love to be detail-oriented. You want to love to be consistent. If you do all those things and you love all those things, then more often than not, it's going to work out. Now, you mentioned Lavelle a couple of times, so let me just ask you about him quickly. Lavelle Edwards was larger than life there, of course, and you did play for him. Like, what were the attributes that made him so impactful both on and off the field? 
Oh, I would say first of all, it's just compassion. You know, that there's 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 people that have uh sympathy and empathy, and then there's just people that just have this compassion, which is just a willingness to help um and then to to be there for you. And and Lavelle, it wasn't so much about football as it was about life and and um I really appreciate that about him, you know, and, and I, I mean, I wish he was still around, but I love the fact that I'm, I'm running this program and then I got to play for him and that uh, a lot of the things that we're doing, if I were to say about culture is, is exactly what he did for me when I was a student athlete. And I, I enjoyed it so much that I'm trying to replicate it and do everything I can to, to give, give these student athletes, these players, the, the opportunities and the, the experiences that I had. And it wasn't just about, the football field there's things off the field and, and and my life as a person as a human that that mattered and and when i talked to lavelle and you talked to lavelle those of us that played for him they we know exactly what it's about and, and for him it, it was he knew your name he knew your life he knew what you're doing uh and he knew your uh your goals and he was going to do whatever he can to help you get there and uh, that that's why he was so great you know, Klein, to follow up on that, like clearly you want to excel in the football field, but football is only part of the experience for any player who comes to Provo. How would you sum up what you're looking for in a BYU student athlete? Well, it's just it can't just be about football. It has to be about what we're doing. The fit here has to be aligned with what we're trying to promote out there and and. You know, our mission is, is aligned with our, our, our university, which is aligned with our church. And that's that's promote the gospel of Jesus Christ and promote goodness in all things and and try to do things with a positive, I mean, a positive mindset. For us, it's the, you know, the, the concepts of following Christ and being a disciple of Christ uh, that make life a lot better. It actually works in 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 home and in, in, in your life at home. It, all, it works in business. It can work in football, too. And so. Uh, we're trying to promote that, use our platform to do that, and and uh, and you know we we have uh, people of other faiths that that are on our team, and they feel comfortable uh, living their religion and and expressing their beliefs and and their thoughts, and that's what that's what Christ is all about is is loving one another, and uh, that's what we can do, and that's kind of a weird thing for people to talk about when you're in a violent and physical sport, but. Uh, there's a way to do it. And our motivation is going to be focused around love. I'm not saying that other people don't do that, but uh, love really doesn't have a, 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 a ceiling or a limit. Um, other things, fear and all those things have a certain motivation, but they can only go so far. Yeah, it's so interesting. I was just going to ask you, when you mentioned love, I was going to say, what is the more powerful emotion, love or fear? Well, it's got to be love. I mean, you, we all know movies. Look at Monsters Inc. That's just a movie, okay? But I think it's a it's a great uh, example of it that that these monsters. And I, if you didn't watch Monsters Inc., I'm sorry. It's going to be here. I'm going to blow it for you the on how the movie's going to go. So, but if these these monsters scared kids, they bottled up the energy, the the, the fear. It, it created energy power for them to live off of. Uh, they found out, you know, by well, however it happened. Um, that that uh, a, a child laughing and and being happy had this exponential growth and created more power, and that seemed to be the way to go. But even though there was a new way, it was so unique and different that um, there was still opposition in it, because people are just so used to doing things one way and keeping it that way that, that they don't want to try something new. And so, point is that listen, football has been done where we all know that's a tough man's game, and you you beat your chest and you you want to. 
be this alpha person and just overcome your opponents. But the, the, there's, there's some of the best fighters that I admire, the ones that are, that are quiet, understand, humble, and they focus on love. They focus on what they're actually trying to get done in that battle, in that fight. And those are the, those are the, that to me, those are the ones that I actually cheer for. And, and when you're looking at the others can be loud, but it does, it definitely has a ceiling. The ones that, that are quiet and, and, and humble, those are the people that I like to, that I try to follow. And man, I, we're following Christ, man. That you talk about the toughest guy that ever walked this earth. That's our savior. So, uh, love definitely is the best motivator. And I suggest people try it out. It's, it's just different, unique, and, and, not a lot of people are willing to do it, but you'll find that the the power and the energy in it is way more and, and, and way more than what fear can produce. Love is cool. You should try love out. Love is pretty cool. Positivity is cool. You know, when you talk about fighters with humility, the guys that you really admire, the guys you really respect, are we talking, Kalani, about football players? Are you talking about boxers, combat sports? What kind of fighters are you talking about? Like who, who, for instance? Everybody, everybody in general. I mean, I, I, I'm probably the guy that's like, I like the, uh, listen, I, I appreciate good skill. So I've always liked the guys that, that, that can talk, but they back it up, uh, you know, wh- wh- whether they're in the boxing ring or in the, or in the, in the cage. And so uh, I, I like the guys that talk, but they can back. I respect that. Right. That I do, but it's, it's like the, the Khabibs that are out there. They're, they're like, they're quiet and then they don't get rattled by, by the loud talker and then they just get their business done. So that those are the ones that I always lean to. I, I mean, but the, you know, the, I, I get the others sell the tickets and, and, and the, the, the and, but I appreciate the Muhammad Ali's and all the great ones that have fought. I, you know, me, we've talked, we've talked combat sports before. I, I love boxing, but when you're, when, if, if you're to take two, two fighters that are, they're, they're, they're just looking at each other face to face. And one is being obviously flamboyant and, and not showing any kind of sportsmanship, even being disrespectful in the stare off. I tend to go for the humble guy and let's see how it works out. But if, if the loud guy backs it up and, and gets the, gets the win, you got to respect that. But uh, uh, to me, the, the, the ones that are odd are the, the, and the ones that, that, uh, that leave a little bit, the mysterious ones are the ones that you're like, Ooh, that guy's deadly, you know, and, and that guy's got things under control. And one of the hardest things to do is be in control. I think it's easy to get angry, but he, if you look at like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm I know I'm, we're not stepping outside the box here, but I love it. At, I like, love uh, it. Keep going. Let's look at like Conor McGregor when he fought um, uh, uh, Jose Aldo, right? Uh, uh, Conor knew what he was doing. He he got into his head. He got he got he got um, he got Aldo so upset that Aldo just lost his cool. When when the 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 bell rung and they started the fight, he did something that was way out of his own character. He just came out there with anger and just started swinging, and they got clocked. He fell for the trap. And for someone that's normally humble and quiet, he fell for the trap of of of, of Connor got to him, and and it's the same thing that that he did to um to I'm trying to think of let me see who who did he fight from Louisiana not not uh, for some reason I just his name slipped my mind um, not Poirier the, yeah Poirier so Dustin Poirier they fought the first time I, I, you remember they fought the first time yes. and Connor got to him and then he Connor got him he got him. The second time, the next time they fought, Poirier was under control, didn't didn't fall for the same antics. And listen, I respect Conor McGregor's game. I love the. I, I think he's one of the, I think, uh, the, the striking. How do you take a guy that can go from there to fight against Mayweather and hang in, hang in there? You know, so this guy a, is a, a definite one of the best combat guys out there. But the, but Dustin didn't fall for it. The, 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 the next time they fought, they fought, 
he's a different fighter. And and so to me, anger, fear, that stuff makes you act out of character. You lose your cool. Think about when you've been the most angry. When I've been the most angry, I've 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 thought some really dumb things. This it's like when we get angry, we we say some of the meanest things to the people that we love the most. And we do some of the dumbest things ever. Like me getting angry thinks that my fist going through a wall is going to fix everything. And all you got is a hole in the wall and a hurt hand. And so <laughs> if we, if I personally make bad mistakes and made and say dumb things when I'm angry, maybe I shouldn't get angry anymore. Right. Maybe I should be in control and then show a little bit more humility, but like be in control of my thoughts and my, my actions and my emotions. And if I do, maybe I can take advantage of that. And so the positive people, that want to look at different at things differently and, and see things that, you know, the good in others. I think that those are the ones that matter. And that to me, um, you know, that's why I look at Christ, that, that example that he sets. And I, and I follow what he he does. I try to teach like he does. And, 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 um, not saying that we're, we're, we're perfect or anything or better than anybody, but, uh, why not go for the perfect example? And that's, that's Jesus Christ for me. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Hey, listen, I think that some of the worst decisions I've ever made, and I can't speak for anybody other than me, but I think I can say this with confidence. Some of the worst decisions any of us ever make are out of emotion. When we're emotional, when we're not rational, we make bad decisions that we regret. I agree with you. So when you have the team and you get the team together and you play some golf this week, I'm kind of curious, like you've got a golf club and guys pick it up and you know, golf courses work, right? Like I'm not, I used to join clubs and never play, but I understood golf. Golf is a great thing. And that not only is it the great equalizer of all things, no matter how good of an athlete you are, if you don't play golf, that's a really tough thing. But what it does is it puts everybody in the same place for a period of time and allows them to bond and come together it's a great place to get to know people and do business what did it do for your football team and what did it do for their chemistry this week well i mean it's, it's test test their anger for sure because the one thing that can be more frustrating than anything is go play golf you know but, <laughs> no uh, doubt but but also you, you start to look at why you love golf it's not because you're a great golfer it's because you love the company the people that you're with you get to actually let loose and just kind of talk about whatever you have hours to spend there you're not sitting there looking at phones or anything you're out there in in, in, in you're outdoors and you're enjoying and appreciating what god gave you you know the, the they gave you great life and you're great people and then you're in a setting that you, you appreciate the the settings and pe- people work hard to make the course nice for you and so the game is great i think i didn't understand it when i was younger and i didn't understand why lavelle edwards played it so much but i get it now and, and i and i get what what the the con- concept is to just bring people together and and then you know it's like you play golf everybody plays golf but then you, you realize well i'm not good enough i'm not good enough and then you realize everybody sucks at this game the <laughs> ones that are good are the ones that are getting paid for it so we're not playing this game because we're great at it we play this game because we like hanging out with everybody and, and then and then doing something different that can bring people together um our team is playing a lot of golf together i i don't 
I listen, I, it could be whatever. It could be whatever they're doing. I just feel like this is a great opportunity for them to know each other, even at their worst. When someone's and and you can't help it when someone makes a mistake and is not doing well, you want to help them make their swing smoother. Let them know that they're too sharp on their back swings, things like that. You just have something to talk about. It's not like you're just quiet the whole time watching a movie. You can't bond while watching a movie together, but you can bond when you when you both when you're out there and you're in a foursome or you're with a, another person that you're playing golf and you both suck and you're trying to help each other. You know, like at least you can rally around one thing that's a common denominator. Like we love this game, we're not good at it. But we're going to get one of these shots are going to be amazing, and then we're going to keep coming back together and hanging out and playing this game. I like that. It's a great it's a great reaction, and it's okay to suck. Like you said, almost everybody does. As long as you play relatively quickly, that's okay, and you're coming together. And the good thing about golf, too, and again, I don't play it, so I don't want to act like I do, but I know it's good also to think your way through a course. You're also using your brain. That's a good thing. So before I let you yeah. go, what about, like, this is a really different time right now for the sport, obviously, with all of the, the NIL and players able to monetize their name, their image, their likeness. I like it. Like, I think it's great, but it is a very different thing. I'm curious about this. What was your reaction to Trent Dilfer saying, I dare coaches to try to take my players? Like, he's not having it at all. Do you get where he's coming from, or is this all a part of it now? In other words, are there do's and don'ts in trying to secure somebody else's players in the current landscape? How do you approach it? Well, I, I I can speak for this because I spoke to Trent and 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 we talked about this, uh, you know, in a com- in a conversation. And I think he's he's very passionate about his team and his, and his group and doesn't want to be disrupted. I, I I I get the the what he says. I, I just think that the game's different now, and 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 the kids are allowed to make decisions and whether it's on their name, image, and likeness, and they want to look for ways to to make money. I think there's always an exception to things where where people. When you say, "Well, it's just money," well, for 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 some people, that money is is more than they can ever make, and so you have to understand from all different angles how this can uh, how this can affect people. So I'm trying to see it from other people's eyes and 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 realize that there there, there are some that this could really help. But for the majority of the people, um, college is about the experiences and the people and then the lessons that you learn from going to college. I, I'm not saying that you can't make. Uh, more money your name image and likeness i think there's enough uh money to spread out to, to people that can actually that that, that go out there and, and put their body in in you know in in harm's way but there's there's a, a good way to do it it's just money isn't the key to everything there's education there's there's ways to make money you can't just give somebody it's that old saying that you give a man a fish you feed him for a day teach him how to fish feed for a lifetime and so what we're trying to do in the football sense is try to feed people for a lifetime it's hard to do that when people are throwing all kinds of big fish at at, at, the, at young people who are still trying to figure out life out. A lot of the young kids don't even know how taxes work yet. You know, that's a great way to introduce them to adulthood is like, hey, here's taxes. That's not your check that you thought you were going to make. But uh, sometimes there's a, there's two ways to learn. There's, there's a school of hard knocks where you just learn the hard way and difficult way. Or there's a way that we can kind of educate them and do it in a timely manner. It's hard to do that and hard to develop young men in the game of football, but also in life if there's all these distractions coming at them from so many different angles. And the biggest distraction is promise of money. So I get what Trent's saying. I get what other coaches are saying. But that's the game. So you have to re- you have to rely on your culture and you have to rely on your team and just get the guys the right fit. I just want to coach the guys that want to be here. They're, they're, they're aligned with the same things that I'm aligned with. They see what I see. I want guys that want to play football and do some great and tough things on the field, but I also want them to go out to the community and do some service and charity work because I think that builds character. 
And so if a guy doesn't want to just only wants to play football, this is the wrong school and I'm the wrong coach. If you want to do other things and see that you're you're valuable to people rather than just what you do on the field, then that's what, then come this way and we'll figure it out. And you only find you only find those wonderful strengths that can work on those developing those skills if you're actually doing it deliberately. You can't just fall in and do it by accident. If you want to help people, let's go out and do some charity work. Use your platform as a student athlete that people watch and idolize on football field. Use that in the in the community. Go see how kids react to you because now you're spending time with them, and that time and that money that that, that the money rather than the time that you spend with these kids, there's a value to everything. But is is it worth it to you to see that you're changing lives, or is it just about making the bank, the the bank statement a little bit higher? Mm. U.S. Cellular has some great news, especially for you, person listening to this podcast. Right now, you can get one line with unlimited data for just $29.99. So, unlike other cell networks, you won't have to pay for lines you don't need just to get a good price. Get one line for $29.99 with unlimited data today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms do apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. Fit is everything. So why don't you leave me with this thought? We talked about quarterback play. So one last thought. You added a marquee grad transfer in Keaton Slovis. He played three years at USC. He spent last season in Pitt. What do you like about him, and what does he bring to your team? Well, I mean, the amount of maturity that he brings here is, is unbelievable. And the fact that he he has tons of football uh, experience already played. Um, the thing that that we're asking him to do is be a leader and Let's let's try to let's try to highlight other things about your game, and that's he he he. We've put him in a position where you have to be a leader. You have to be the quarterback at BYU. You mentioned when you talk, start naming the legends, everybody goes that way. You talk about like Steve Young, Jim McMahon, Ty Detmer. You know, there's all Giff Nielsen. There's all these wonderful players that have been through here, and and so um, they got to be. You have to be a leader, and so something. If you want to develop a leader, you got to give him a chance to lead and. We've empowered him with that opportunity. A-Rod, our offensive coordinator, has done a great job getting him there. But he's also learned a lot of lessons along the way from the places that he was at with USC and also with Pitt. And so we're utilizing all that and saying, hey, those are great things that you picked up. Let's let's put it into work here at BYU as well. The players love him. They, it's, it seems like he's been here for a long time already. It seems like he's been part of our family, which means that uh, other, other places have – uh, uh, have missions and goals that are really aligned with what we're doing as well, which is a good sign. And so his fit to us fits in so many different ways, not just what he does schematically on the football field, but also how he lives his life. And and it's been, it's been a pleasure for me to see, and I'm, I'm honored to be his coach. I'm just looking forward to seeing the things that he can do on the football field because he's doing some great things off the field right now. It is a really exciting time. In fact, it's the big week. BYU going into the Big 12 this Saturday. Kalani, I appreciate the relationship. I appreciate all the conversations you and I have had over the years. And I really appreciate during this time when you have some family time and some personal time that you went long form with me on the pod. It is so great to get caught up. And I do appreciate it so much, man. Thank you very, very much for that. Man, you're the best. I appreciate what you do, and and just so you know, I mean, you make the world better. You you and the way your 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 perspective on sports and how you bring everyone together. Uh, there's a reason why a lot of people follow you, including myself. And just really appreciate being on this on this podcast with you. Enormous thanks to my guy Kalani Satake. The dude has amazing passion. 
for football, but also an incredible passion for life. And I know he's pumped for what's ahead for his program in the Big 12, but also he's got a lot more than that on his mind. So it was great to stretch out and get some extended time with a dude who is juggling a whole lot right now. And if you're looking for more of the same, more premium, extended, and free conversations like the one you just heard, I have 272 of them in the bank, and they all hold up. Check out any one of them, and even better news, we are still pumping out apps every single week. So subscribe if you haven't already. This way, you find out first every single time a new episode does drop. Find that subscribe button, smash that subscribe button, and I will see you next time.